Welcome to the Point Noted Podcast with your host, Johnny B, and co-host who shows up whenever he wants to, former NFL player, Rashad Barksdale. It's raw, unfiltered, and no topic is off-limit. We talk sports, entertainment, culture, and a whole lot of random shit. Let's get to the point. All right, Point of the Podcast, you're hanging out with your host, Johnny B. And uh, on today's show, we have a special guest in the house. Uh, we're going to take this, uh, you know, to the hockey ring. So we're going to talk everything hockey today. So hopefully you guys are excited about uh, uh, different topics today. Uh, we have Gino Hart in the house. Gino, how you doing, my man? Good, doing good. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, in the house, staying away from COVID and all of that. Uh, how are you guys doing out there with COVID? Yeah, I mean, managing, I think that's the best way to put it. I mean, obviously, I think at, at the start, it was definitely harder when it kind of just kind of came out of, out, of, out of left field a little bit, and you had to adapt it to something brand new. But now kind of getting, you know, more of an understanding of it and listening to all the, uh, you know, recommendation and guidelines, it's been a lot easier. Right, right. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are actually fighting uh uh fighting the recommendations right they they feel like they're having their freedom being suppressed and perhaps that's just an american thing um i know you're in canada where in canada are you uh vancouver vancouver um uh, yeah i'm in new york so i know not a not a long flight to get out there mm-hmm. yeah not bad at all um so i would think vancouver you like do you notice people are actually obliging by uh, the recommendation put in place and putting their mask on and you know, uh, I, practicing I, I social think, distance and all that? Yeah, I think it's it's really hit or miss. I mean, it kind of depends on 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 where you go and kind of you know what you're doing. Um, I think though, for the, for the most part, um, that a large portion of people are following the recommendations, but at the same time. You know, it, it's not like a hundred percent of everybody is doing it. There's certain, there's definitely a groups and and a decent amount of people that that just aren't following it. And I think that's kind of why I think, especially now in Vancouver and, and British Columbia, they're saying that it, they might actually see a spike now. We've been doing so well with it, but because oh, wow. people haven't been following the guidelines, they're projecting a, a spike in cases. Oh wow. Yeah, I mean, folks just gotta listen. Um, mm-hmm. I know, I know, you're in the states. It's getting pretty violent when you go to the store. If you don't have a mask on, they're not letting you in. As a matter of fact, if you find a way to get in, there's, there's just a lot of violence happening. People getting into fights. Um, yeah, I, I've been yeah. seeing stuff like that. Um, and I, I read, I think, an article that Walmart just made it mand- mandatory for all masks in in the states. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that's going to come over to Canada because I know I haven't seen that yet, but that could be in the works. Yeah. I mean, we're pretty much every store really has a sign in front of the door that says uh, no mask, no entry. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's been a few times where I got out the car trying to get into the store and I was just, man, I forgot my mask. And I have to walk back to the car Mm -hmm. and grab a mask and put it back on. I mean, because you have to think about other people too, right? You know what I mean? If you don't catch it, what if you have it and you give it to somebody, you know? Yeah. That's very yeah, true. Exactly. You have to kind of think about other people, and I think that's 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 hard to grasp for for some for some people, especially the younger the younger um, generation. Is that it's not just about you not getting it; it's about other people around you not getting the virus. Right, right. Um, you born and raised in Canada? Yeah, kind of, kind of grew up, 
grew up in here in Vancouver area. And yeah, so that's kind of all, obviously I've been to the States and I've kind of traveled a little bit, but Vancouver right. is kind of the place I know the most. Right. And you're an hockey guy. Did you, uh, when did you start playing, did you play? Did you play hockey yeah, growing I up? Yeah, I played like, like very young. I started, we call it peewee in Canada. I don't know the exact age, but it's, it's quite young and okay. I played, yeah, I, I still play today, but, um, I was playing, you know, high, high level throughout, um, my kind of the high school days, the university days and stuff like that. But I mean, nowadays it's kind of just beer league, stuff like that. So what level of hockey do you have to play in Canada to be considered that you had a pretty high level? Like not talking about getting to the pros, but Mm-hmm. What level do you have to play in Canada hockey wise to be considered like you had a good competitive um, playing career growing up? Yeah, they they just called it like um, rep. So there's rep. like yeah, rep hockey. That's kind of like rep um, hockey. Okay. Yeah. So there was always like two levels. Like you can just play the the ordinary level that everyone else plays, but if not, then you can try out for. Um, for rep every year and they kind of make the teams and there's different divisions to that. There's like, um, triple a double a and B and things like that. So, um, that's kind of how you don't, you don't get paid. Do you? No, I mean, it depends like <laughs> what age you're talking about. I mean, if you're, if you're playing, um, you know, like early professional, then yeah, but up into, up into that, no, you're just playing, you're just playing for fun and you're just kind of trying to, to make, make that dream happen. Right. Did you play any other sport? Um, yeah, for me, I played, it was one of those things. Like I was, I was into like all, all the sports I played soccer, I played baseball nice. and then I kind of had to make that choice. Right. Because as you get older, you can't do everything. So I went right. to hockey, but I was definitely into soccer and baseball growing up. Okay. So if you, if you hadn't choose hockey, it would have been soccer. Yeah, I think so. I'm I'm a goalie, so I feel like there, you know, there's similarities there. Right, they are. They yeah, are. Yeah, it's kind of like you know, um, but hockey's, you know, hockey's yeah, hockey's just my thing. But I, I do enjoy right. soccer. Yeah, I have a guy out here that I play soccer with, um, and he also plays goalie. And he's a uh, he plays hockey, and he's also a goalie. So oh yeah, uh, we always amazed by how he stops shots in uh, <laughs> hockey in a hockey's post, right? Like you know yeah. the goalie. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. Like his knees are everywhere, his hands are everywhere, you know. And we're just like, man, like this dude is just weird, you know. But it makes a tons of stops. It makes a tons of save. Um, just but nothing soccer natural wise. It just it looks weird doing it, but it works. A lot of legs. Yeah, that's kind of how it is for me. I I don't really I can't really explain it. I feel like part of it you're kind of born with those kind of reflexes, and then. The other stuff comes with like practice and training and all that, but it's it's definitely not for everybody the goalie position. Right, right. Um, so let's talk. Um, let's talk about uh, COVID and you know mm-hmm. the impact it's having on NHL season. Um, have they set a date to return? Yeah, so they'll be returning um, at the start of August with this kind of unprecedented format. It's going to be a twenty four team kind of playoff to. to hand out the Stanley Cup. Okay, so just 2014. How many games? Um, so there'll be, there's like a play-in round. And then okay. there's, um, it's like there's series. So it's it's going to be best of five to, 
to start and then best of seven. So you'll have to win um, four series to win the Stanley Cup. Oh, wow. So they're going straight to like playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I forgot to kind of mention what happened is they just decided to to end. There was like 10 games left in the regular season at the time. So they just right. decided we're going to go straight into the playoffs when when we resume. Oh, wow. Okay. So how many days do the teams get or should I say how many weeks do they get uh, to get ramped up before those games start? Like, do they have like, are they going to yeah, get a chance to have uh, some kind of camp? Yeah, uh, that's kind of just been going underway now. I think it started um, at the start of last week. So so that's a few weeks to kind of get ramped up to speed. And there's also going to be um, some exhibition games at the at the end of the month before it resumes. So right. we'll see how it goes. Okay. No, I mean, um, who's the best team and who's the best hockey team? Who's got the best team? Yeah, the thing the thing with this unique format is it really gives so many teams a chance because of the long layoff. Um, it's not going to be like this grind. It's going to be, I think, possibly the most talented team. And, my, you know, for me, I think the most talented team um, is from the East. And it's my pick is the Tampa Bay Lightning. I was hoping you would say one of the New York teams. Oh, <laughs> Oh, but I will say the New York Rangers are one of my favorite sleeper teams. I think they're going to make it far. They've got so much talent. No, that's good. That's good. We need some winnings out here. Uh, the Yankees been kind of doing good, but you know mm -hmm. the Islanders and the Rangers. You know, those two teams gotta they gotta step it up a little bit. Uh, but I find that fascinating though that hockey is just going straight to the playoff. But then again, you did say they only have uh, so many games left in the season before COVID kind of. Um, take everything away so i guess it kind of makes sense but but you wonder what impact that would have on the teams though like yeah uh, with the you know it's it's definitely interesting because if if you're a team that was just out of the playoffs um at the time of the pause um they were obviously going to want a chance to finish the season so that's why what the league is doing is kind of giving the these teams a chance to, it's called like a qualifying round to get into the playoffs all these teams that were kind of on the bubble um, right. a chance so to, to to try and get in but it's it's definitely you know everybody is adapting to it and it, i don't i think you know we could see just a team that gets hot at the right time wins the whole thing is it uh are they doing a bubble like the nba is doing where all mm -hmm. the teams are kind of like secluded in one area and you can't really leave are they doing that yeah, that's, that's what they're doing. They've kind of been following the NBA pretty closely. Um, you know, after the NBA suspended uh, their season, right, right. Uh, the NHL was right. pretty pretty quickly behind. And so the NHL right. is doing two bubble cities. And they originally wanted to do an American city and a Canadian city. But, okay. but the problem was is they kind of had Las Vegas penciled in. They were like, you know, the players are going to like it. There's lots of hotels. Right. And all of a sudden, you know, the reports are like, you know, in Nevada, the cases are just surging and all of this. And, you know, to be safe, we're going to go with two Canadian cities as the hubs. So two hubs, Toronto and Edmonton are going to be the hubs. Yeah. But you wonder why does that matter if, if there was a spike in Nevada, if uh, there would be no fans at the game and it's just all the players and they're going to be secluded somewhere. Why does it matter what what the numbers is for that town? Right. Because they're not going out there. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, you'll 
fans in Las Vegas will probably, you know, argue exactly what you're saying, but I think the NHL is just looking at it as a, you know, as a safety, just for the players in the event that, you know, when they get there or whatever, or if some player decides they want to break the bubble or something that it's just safe right. to go with the Canadian cities. But, you know, if, if everybody's in a bubble, because you know, with the NBA, they're, you know, in, I think it's Orlando. If, is that right. Yep. He's Orlando. Yeah. Yep. Our case is pretty high there. Yeah. Florida's pretty high. Yeah. So right now. Yeah. I think the NHL is just going with the safest way possible mm-hmm. because the cases in Canada are definitely better than they are uh, in America, in the States. Right. And, you know, um, I think I saw in the news yesterday that uh, uh, the Canadian government is not letting Toronto Blue Jays play mm-hmm. in Toronto. Right. So I'm like, man, they're crazy over there. The government over there is just not, they're not playing around. Yeah, they, they really aren't. And, um, you know, I think they're they're taking it, it, it quite seriously. I mean, Vancouver is going to be a hub city for the NHL, but then there's something they couldn't get it right with. They couldn't agree on the guidelines, so that got thrown out the window. But I mean, to your right. point about the you know the Blue Jays, I think it's different for the MLB because you know it's not going to be a bubble, correct? It's kind of going to be you're, you're still going to be traveling and stuff like that, right? So that's that's why I think there's this there's this issue with because they don't want you know traveling across you know to the states and back to toronto and all that that's what they don't want so i think i was reading you know they're saying possibly pittsburgh or baltimore for the blue jays it's gonna kind of be crazy yeah it would be but i mean i think it makes sense for uh for the location though i mean for the for the geography of it is oh yeah right you know yeah for toronto and then uh pittsburgh it's really uh Put a decent distance, and plus, with um, the way the MLB have it set up, uh, I think a lot of the teams in the in the AL East and AL West is going to kind of play each other a lot more. So really, okay. the, the traveling is very close and small. Uh, so I think it makes sense for them to do that. But it's still pretty weird though to have the Blue Jays having home games uh, in Pittsburgh. They might as well just do what the NBA is doing; just have everybody play in one stadium. Yeah, that's what you know. That's what kind of makes sense, but. I guess yeah, it's just do that. Difficult, yeah, for for the MLB. Right. What what is what, what does it look like for uh, uh for the NHL when it comes to um young players? Um, you know, the NBA's got eighteen years old and nineteen and twenty uh kids coming out of college early after a year. What what does the number look like for hockey? Is there a lot of nineteen, twenty year old in, in the NHL or mm-hmm. is there like an age limit before they can get in? What does that look like? Yeah, it's it's kind of this thing going on where the young generation in the NHL is just taking over, you know, like all the best players right now are in their like early twenties. Um, right. Right. And yeah, it's this new age. Like it's all about speed and, and skill and, and it's crazy the talent that these young guys have and they're just whizzing around the ice. But, you know, once you can, once you sign your entry level contract, you're able mm-hmm. to come into the NHL. So that typically comes at around 18 would be the youngest age you would see. And then a lot of 19 year olds would come in at that time. And if some teams want to kind of, if they're already preloaded at a position um, and they want to give that player playing time, they'll just right. let him develop in the AHL for a little bit until he's a, bit a little older, bit and then they'll bring him onto the team. But it's definitely a young, young player's game right now. Right. I mean, all over the world, basketball, soccer, 
baseball is just feel like. But I think it's a little harder in the in the major league baseball though. They, man, they send those young guys down there to to the minor leagues, and they might not come out for five years. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just a totally different beast. Uh, the MLB is. Mm-hmm. It, it it really is, and I think you know with all. I mean, I'm really fascinated. I'm glad that the NHL um, is is um, is work is is going to happen. But I mean, my other thing is my other favorite sport is football, and I mean, they're mm-hmm. saying some some tough stuff about about college football, and that's kind right. Of, yeah, I don't know if that's. I mean, all these other sports are are looking good, but I don't know about the college football. Yeah, I mean, look, that's that's a great point, actually. Um, if you ask me, I feel like. Uh, you know, college football might not happen. I really do. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I, but I think we are a month away from things getting shut down. Uh, I really think mm-hmm. a month from now we're really gonna know if we're going forward or going backwards with this whole COVID thing. But I'm leaning towards possibly uh, college sports uh, being shut down. Uh, so I mean, I'm I'm a college soccer coach myself, and okay, they, and they already shut it down for fall sports, and a lot of a lot of colleges already shutting down, saying no. Uh, you know, no sports in the fall, which is going to push it out to the spring and yada, yada, yada. So, uh, but I feel like the NCAA is a little worried about that because of the money involved. You know, there's a lot of money. Oh, yeah, a lot, especially for the big conferences. Yeah, a lot of money. Um, speaking of money, uh, some of these NHL fights are definitely uh, worth paying for. Uh, oh, yeah. But, <laughs> but as a guy that plays basketball and plays soccer, where we know we have fouls, we have flagrant fouls, what I don't understand is how you can have allowed fights, but yet you can still have fouls in the game. Explain that to me. Yeah, it's uh, fighting is one of those things where it's it's very controversial in hockey, and there's a lot of people who are pushing, trying to push it out of the game just because of the long term effects, and you see it with concussions and all that right. head injuries. Right. But the reason that it's in the game is because it allows you to to settle the score with somebody. There's this, you know, this whole thing of like respect with with each other uh, and the players on different teams. So if you, you know, if you have a problem with somebody um, instead of kind of, you know, whacking somebody with your stick or something like that, you can, you can settle it with a fight, but there still are the, you know, as you mentioned, the fouls, um, they're called penalties in, in hockey and, Basically, those are more like, you know, the tripping and just and just certain things you can't do. Like you can't cross cross check somebody with your stick like you can't use right. your stick as a weapon. And right. That I don't understand. More, yeah. Fighting is just with the hands. Right. You get rid of the stick and all that. So. Right. Yeah. But it's it's controversial. There's people who are pushing, trying to push fighting out of hockey. Yeah. I mean, I guess I feel like, you know, if you can. Uh, with the exception of using your stick, but I feel like if you can fight, then you can trip. Like, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like what's the what is the fouls for? Yeah. Um, so, so the fouls, yeah, the fouls are more in like in game. So you can't you can't interfere. Like you can hit somebody, but you can't interfere with a player who doesn't have the puck. Like with okay. them. So when a fight happens, they just stop the play. Like fighting is it's kind of like its own event. So people right. are going to fight and everything stops. It's like, okay, they're going to fight and they're squared away, but you can't do something when, when play is ongoing, that's against the rules. And if, if, and if they're going one-on-one, 
do I have to wait for my teammate to get beat up or can I just jump in? That's where it gets. <laughs> that's where gets, yeah, there's certain rules. Because I'm a team player, man. I'm a team yeah. player, you know. <laughs> extra, there's extra man in rules and stuff. I mean, you you can kind of. I mean, you see it's you know very rarely you'll see like the full out brawl in hockey, but but typically um, it's just one on one, and then each player will um, serve a five minute penalty. But what you actually do see is if there's like a nasty play or something on a star player then what will happen is um, like the enforcer or the fighter will step in and then fight that guy one-on-one while, you know, the other guy's down or whatever, because he's injured or he got taken out. You'll have somebody step up for him, but it's usually just one-on-one. Right. Why do you think only hockey allowed players to fight? Um, Because I feel like it's, it's, it can be, um, a vicious kind of sport. And I feel like you, you need that, um, you know, you need that fighting. And I mean, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on kind of other sports out there and why they, why they don't have fighting. They don't fight. Right. Of course. But I think in, in hockey, um, the reason why it's there is to kind of police, police the game. And, but as I mentioned, there's a reason they're trying to get rid of it. They might, they think people are like, Oh, maybe it's not necessary for, for the sport um but the right. reason i think it's there is just when things escalate and you know d- w- between these players and it's such a fast moving thing and you need fighting there to kind of settle the score sometimes right i mean i understand that you know but you know i come from uh you know and as a coach myself and i come from a background where you know to settle the score i'm just gonna shut you down or i'm just gonna go at you and just you know go into my old black mamba mode and drive 61 on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, like on the scoreboard, you know, like you show. Right, exactly. Right. That's yeah. for me, is you know, I let the scoreboard yeah. do the talking. Yeah. Uh, but so, look, first time I saw hiking, I saw some fight and I was excited about it. I was like, ooh, they can fight. Yeah. You know, but the more I watched, I'm like, why are they letting them fight? Like. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I really, you know, the whole scoreboard thing, it's, it's common in hockey too. Like that's what all, like the star players do like there's only a certain type of player that will fight like you won't see like the best players fighting usually and what's right. happening is because it's becoming such a skill game all these right. enforcers are kind of being pushed out so that's why you know fighting i don't have the stats or anything but i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. if you look the number of fights is, is going down quite it's going down over the years okay that yeah. makes sense that makes sense what's the uh what's the best hockey game you've seen best hockey games I've seen um man I've seen some there was one game seven that I was at between um Vancouver and Dallas you know way back when they played this intense double overtime game that um that was one of the best because I think you know Vancouver and um uh in the playoffs, it's, it's just such a, a great atmosphere there. And you've got kind of the towels and all that. And right. so yeah, Vancouver, Dallas game seven. Um, that was, that was a heck of a game. Seen a lot of good um, regular season games as well. Um, just recently this year, there was a really good one. I was at um, between the Canucks and the Capitals where the uh, Canucks actually blew a five, one lead and lost in a shootout, but just a lot oh, of star wow. power and, and stuff like that. Um, so, wow, yeah. blowing a five-one lead. Wow, that's yeah, like that's the that's like the Warriors blowing a three-one series lead. 
Yeah, you, you don't see it. Um, yeah, you hate to see it, right. And yeah, I wasn't, um, I wasn't at the, uh, the gold medal game when it was in Vancouver, but I did see some of the earlier rounds and it's always cool at the right. 2010 Olympics. And it's, it's right. always cool to see kind of the best players on, on the best players. I think that's, you know, if you ever get a chance for, for anybody who wants to, to see hockey, to see best on best um, country versus country is you can't really do much better. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so who are the two, uh, the top two players in, in the NHL? Um, for me, I'm going with Connor McDavid of the Edmonton Oilers. I don't know if you know who McDavid is. But... Isn't like a second year player or third year player? Um, yeah, I think he's. I don't know what year he is in now, but he's a few years in, and he is just. They call him the fastest kid alive. He's just really insanely fast. Yeah, and he's got incredible skill. Obviously, a first round draft pick. Um, right, right. I think I remember and, him being. Yeah, like, yeah. He's the just, top, top, top two pick or something like that. Yeah, he went. Um, yeah. He went first overall, and then I think. A lot of people, you know, you go back a few years, they would say Sidney Crosby of the Pittsburgh Penguins, but right, Sid the kid, yeah, Sid the kid, exactly. I think it's a new. It's like I mentioned the young guys now. I think my other top two guy would be Nathan McKinnon of the Colorado Avalanche. He's just right, this right, electric right. forward wow. with yeah skill. What happened to uh, what happened to Ovechkin? He's not no Ovechkin. longer in the top two. Uh, I wouldn't say top two, no, um, just because there's so much talent. But like I said, you rewind it a little bit and right. you, rewind, you go back five, six years or whatever, Ovechkin's top two. But because there's all this new talent in the game there's and, no talent. and all that. And, you know, I love Alexander Ovechkin. I think he's still one of the best goal scorers um, right, right now. But all, but he's, like, he's just known for scoring goals, right? There's other players right. who do you know, more, more, um, in all areas. And I think that's why, um, Ovechkin is no longer in the top two. Right. So a lot of hockey players happen, uh, they all seems to be, not all of them, obviously, a lot of them are missing the teeth. They don't <laughs> believe in wearing mouth guards. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, listen, wearing a mouth guard doesn't say if I'm tough, if I'm not tough, it's just yeah. being smart. Yeah. I it's, that's, that's a good way to look at it. I mean, you have to talk to, to, to specific players and, and why they kind of go that route. But I know it's just a comfort thing for a lot of guys. They just don't like wearing the mouth guard. And hmm. I guess, you know, hockey players, they kind of have this brand about them where, you know, they're, they're super tough and all that. And I guess they kind of like to show that. They kind of like to flaunt that. But there are right. still quite a few players that, that wear the mouth guard. Okay. Yeah, every time I see that, it's like dudes missing top two teeth in the front. And I'm like, dude, where where my guard, man? Like, it doesn't say you're not tough. You can still you can still fight. Yeah, you know, but, but I mean, it, it's, but at least it's do the smart thing. Too. Like, it's pucks that just if you if you're not wearing like the because because a lot of some guys they don't even um, the shield doesn't come down very far. They'll they'll just like throw it back a little bit, and they'll just take you know pucks like all over the face sometimes like 100 mile per hour slap shots it's, it's right. crazy out there right um so tell me like for fans out there that are not they don't watch hockey and don't really like hockey just from not watching it um what would you tell somebody that's looking for a new sport to why why they should watch hockey yeah um what 
what I would say to kind of people who are, I, I say, just give it a chance. And I think the perfect time to, to do it is, is with this upcoming playoffs is just kind of get um, an understanding of just how fast the game has come along and how exciting right. it is. I think it's definitely different than, you know, maybe 10 years ago or whatever. And if all you've really heard about, about hockey is, maybe you've just seen some clips or you kind of have this idea in your head of what it looks like. It's just to kind of give it a chance. And especially during the playoffs when everything is on the line, um, these are, you know, incredibly talented players with some just insane skill nowadays that it's hard to find that in other sports, um, just how fast it moves and, and how good ice, a lot of these right. players are. So I think right. that's what, 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 you know, I would, I would say to anybody is just give it a chance and, you know, watch some of some of the games when they matter. And I think that's another thing is some games, you know, early in the season or whatever, it's kind of like, okay, it's fun, but it's it's not at that level where you have to win type of thing. And I say right. give it a chance in the playoffs. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely, I watched the Rangers and the Islanders being the New York teams okay. um, and having family in Chicago. So I watched the, um, the Blackhawks pretty well. So, oh, yeah, um, Chicago. Oh, absolutely. And in the playoffs, you know, I, I'm definitely, yeah, I, I, you, watch, I watch. Uh, were you uh, big for, were you there when they had their uh, their dynasty kind of run there with the three Stanley Cups? Um, I was there for, uh, well, I wasn't living there, but being that I had family there, yeah, uh, you know, it, it was taking over the whole town. So pretty much every time I called, that's all I had to listen to was, you know, the Blackhawks and the Blackhawks. Listen, Chicago fans for pretty much every every sport with the exception of maybe the White Sox, they're pretty loyal. Mm -hmm. So win, win or lose, the Bears fans are there. Um, you know, the Blackhawks fans are there. The Cubs fans are crazy. They're always there. Uh, so just to win something, it was, it was beautiful for the city. Um, yeah. And so, and I yeah. Look back at those teams, I mean, just absolutely stacked. Like you look yeah. back at that roster. I mean, that Blackhawks team was so good and, Unfortunately, they've fallen off quite a bit now, but that right, right. was incredible. I know. <laughs> I know. That was an incredible run they had. Yeah. Um, so if you can improve hockey, what would you do? What rules would you put in place? What would you change? Uh, what would you implement? Like, how, how would you improve it if you were in charge? Or just as a fan, what, what, what would you like to see different? Yeah, there's there's a few things I would like to change. I think it's trending in a good direction, as I mentioned, with, with the speed and the skill and and the okay. younger players. Um, and I think, I, I think for me um, that the league should try to kind of have a little bit more fun with it, kind of like, especially kind of on the social medias and all that um, with just letting players kind of be themselves more, show more personality and stuff. Right. And I think that would be huge for the game and it's already trending there. And in terms of the specific rules, um, I personally am, I think the, the shootout could be, could go. Um, I know they they put that in, and um, after the three on three overtime, and I think the three on three overtime is just so so crazy and so much fun and so electric that right they should just kind of extend the three on three overtime and possibly get rid of the shootout. I think the shootout is a bit of a gimmick and it kind of ruins the momentum after a great game. So that's right. kind of one main thing, and then another smaller thing. Um, there's this trapezoid thing um, behind the net where the goalies can't, they have to stay within a certain 
certain lines to play the puck. And I think um, they've been talking about removing that. And I think that's something they should do. I just think it's kind of a silly thing. Okay. No, I like that idea, actually. Yeah, I like that idea. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being progressive, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, let's just change things up a little bit. And, you know, like right now in Chaco, they've went from three subs to five subs, but all because of the COVID, they're allowing teams to make an extra two subs. Okay. Uh, and I and I argue with soccer coaches and soccer minds all the time. Like, what does it hurt to make that a permanent thing where you can have five subs every game? Mm-hmm. Like, there's 25 on the roster, and I think 18 gets to dress for the game, but you can only play 14. Like, what is the point in that? You know. Yeah. So yeah. right, and I've been making that case, but I think FIFA's looking at it now, and then they're gonna allow it uh, for the upcoming season as well, and then let let leagues start deciding what they want to do if they want to keep three or five. I just don't see why you can't play five. I I know a lot of people make argument that if you start letting them have that, it will start milking the time and wasting time by throwing in subs. You can have rules around those things. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely um, something that's a good point. And I think it's this is a good time now to kind of experiment with some of these things that... Absolutely. Yeah, with the COVID that maybe could become actually permanent if if they work out um in these sports yeah i mean i think a lot of genius ideas are going to come out of covid mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah, know some things with it. right we might as well right we might as well um but yeah hey you know appreciate you coming on man thanks for yeah, uh no, I, I really enjoyed it it was it's a good shot yeah hey you know what we got hockey season about to start we're definitely going to do it again uh hopefully we can have some of those you know um, weekly or rounds, maybe after the first round of the playoffs, we can get back on here and talk about the game and the teams and what's next and things like that. Yeah, for sure. I, I'd definitely be be down for that. You know, but just been itching for the for the games to resume after such a long layoff. So there'll be much <laughs> to talk about in no time. Absolutely, absolutely. I can only imagine, man. And my man, thanks for uh, thanks for doing this with me, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, have a good night now. Yeah, you as well. All right, bye bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Point Noted Podcast with Johnny B and Rashad B. Follow us on Twitter at PT Noted and Instagram at Point Noted. Hit the subscribe and follow button to follow us and check out more episodes of us talking a whole bunch of shit. You've been noted.